0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings
1: from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We got to do a show from Vegas eventually because this that just is so much fun.
2: Yeah, it is. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN News. You can tune in to ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Joe Fortenbaugh, Daily Wager, joins us via the Goodyear hotline to get you set for a huge gambling weekend. What's up, Joe? Gentlemen, always a pleasure. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Joe is so chipper this early in the morning, especially where you are, Joe. So well, early. Kellerman, you and I had
0: a nice little run on your show yesterday. We had the Miami Heat. They won the game outright. We had the over in the baseball game. We got nine. It was eight and a half. We're feeling good this morning. Yeah, well, Joe did. Joe, we got to start
1: talking basketball then if you're going down this path, man. Oh, yeah, buddy. Let, let's get into this. when the season, we're, we're ready.
2: We're ready. Joe man. was on 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 get, on, get on, on, uh, this, this just, just in? in. I'm trying to keep <laughs> all the show straight. This just in. This, on this, this just in. Joe was eight and one. Heading into yesterday, what, did you, what are you now, Joe? 10-1, uh, and, and we've got one pending on tonight's game, so I won't give that out just yet because I know we're going to get to it. But, yeah, we've been hot. It's, you've been a good luck charm, Max. Thank get you. Money. I appreciate it. Joe Formbaugh, get money. All right, um, Joe, Thursday night, Green Bay at Arizona. Arizona, the six-and-a-half-point favorites. How has the line been adjusted with all these Packers players on the COVID-19 list? So this was originally Arizona minus three and a half, and then the word trickled out that Devontae Adams might be out,
0: Alan Lazard might be out, and it started to climb up to where it is currently at six and a half. So we've seen a three-point line move which is fairly significant considering we're not talking about a quarterback being out or injured. We're talking about a wide receiver. It's not to downplay Adams. He's phenomenal. The guy's a beast. But normally you don't see this much of a move for a non-quarterback position. So it got as high as seven at one shop here in Vegas yesterday. Immediately, some smart guys jumped on that price, knocked it back down to six and a half. We've seen the total drop from 52 and a half to 50-and-a-half. That's what I would play tonight. Arizona's the number one scoring defense. They're number eight in opponent yards per play. Green Bay's coming in on the short week. They're down some manpower, obviously, at wide receiver. The best way to beat Arizona is to try to run on them. They're 31st in opponent yards per carry average, so you might be able to do that. And if you do, you're grinding the clock and keeping it running throughout the course of the game. Under 50-and-a-half would be my play tonight.
3: So losing J.J. Watt didn't do anything at all for Arizona's side either, huh? It did not. Normally, when you're, we're talking about
0: anything outside of the quarterback position, the impact on the point spread is minimal, minimal. J.J. Watt wouldn't have much of an a, a impact at this point in his career. But, yeah, him being out, that is going to impact the game regardless.
1: Joe, I, I, I was curious because the line was originally 3.5 and, and then it, it went up to 6.5, right? Obviously, with No Lazard and Devontae Adams, Like, how come there wasn't a bigger tick on that?
0: Well, once you start to get up to six and a half, the next step would be seven. And seven's one of the very key numbers when it comes to betting football. You always want to try to be on the right side of three, of seven, mm. of four, if the opportunity presents itself. Main reason for that is a lot of games end on that differential, right? 28-21, 35-28, 24-17, So being on the right side of these numbers is absolutely key. We saw something similar last week with the Baker Mayfield injury. It was up around six and a half, seven. It started plummeting. Once it moved through three, it wasn't a great bet anymore to play Denver because you were missing all that
1: value. All right, so Pittsburgh at Cleveland, Cleveland minus three and a half, impacting Baker's injury. All right, so this is a good one here. Cleveland
0: opened around two and a half. It got up to three. Then it trickled up to three and a half. Um, not a lot of faith in Pittsburgh. They do have two weeks to get ready for this game. Uh, Cleveland, conversely, has ten, uh, what about 10 days to get ready for this game because they're coming off a Thursday nighter. So they're on extra rest as well. Mayfield, when we talk about Mayfield's impact to the line, we have to look at it two different ways. A healthy Baker Mayfield versus an injured Baker Mayfield and an injured but playing Baker Mayfield versus an out baker mayfield right because when when he was trying to go against denver we didn't see much of a dip in the line the the big dip came later when the running backs and so many other key players were listed as out for that game but if he's playing hurt he's not a hundred percent and we've seen that we've seen games in recent weeks that minnesota game earlier in the season when he couldn't make plays down the field you know he's been struggling this year so him leaving as an injured quarterback. That hasn't impacted the line as much because he wasn't playing great football to begin with. I will tell you that I might lean to Pittsburgh in this game. More on that as we get throughout the course of the show, but three and a half a half's a lot for a rested Steeler team.
3: Yeah, the great thing about it, though, I think the Cleveland Browns have an answer with Case Keenum at quarterback. As long as Case Keenum is healthy and 100% and Baker Mayfield is less than that, I play Case Keenum even though Baker Mayfield wants to get on the field if they want a real chance at beating Pittsburgh for the second straight time.
0: I completely agree with that.
3: Completely agree. Keenum knows the
0: offense. He played with Stefanski in Minnesota, and we saw it in the game against Denver. They didn't ask him to do too much. They leaned on that running game, which was still effective, even though the top two backs were out. But I agree with you. When Case Keenum's playing, he's the definition of having a valuable backup back there. It's one of the reasons why you're not going to see the spread drop as much. When, when I, the, the gold standard everyone uses out here to talk about that is the year that Rodgers went down with an injury in Green Bay and they turned it over to Brett Hundley. And this isn't to disparage Brett Hundley, but that was an eight-point move on the point spread. It Talking. moved eight points when talk. they went from Rodgers down to Hundley. So keep
2: that in mind. Not all backups are created equal. Right, Exactly. Joe Fortinball, Daily Wager on the Goodyear Hotline here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Okay, we got three more games. Let's do a little rapid fire here, Joe. You ready? Yep, let's do it. Dallas at Minnesota. The one and a half point favorites are the Cowboys. What is the impact of Dak's injury on this game? Not a lot as of right
0: now, because uh, he is expected to play. Dallas minus two and a half was the look ahead. When it came back out, it was a pick 'em, and then it went up to Dallas minus one and a half. So it's really just been ping-ponging around uh, in about a half point to one point range Right now, remember, the books know they're going to take Dallas money. They're 6-0 against the spread this season, the only perfect team in the NFL. Mike McCarthy in his career, 11-2-1 against the spread, went off the bye. That's an advantage, too. For all the people who like to take a shot at McCarthy, he has done well with extra rest. Okay. Yeah.
3: I love the fact that he's doing a tremendous job with the Dallas Cowboys. And much like you said, Joe, people do want to take shots at him. But here's what I would say. Mike Zimmer and the defense of the Minnesota Vikings certainly can dial some stuff up to give that offense some problems. Minnesota's offense, and Dallas offense pretty much mirrors each other.
2: Okay, Tennessee at Indy.
0: Indy favored by a point and a half. Indy was minus 2.5 on the look-ahead line, which is a line that comes out a week in advance. And then everyone watched Tennessee beat Kansas City, which was their second big win in a row coming off that Buffalo win. And then the line moved all the way to Tennessee minus one. So it was a big adjustment. But the money has been trickling in on the Indianapolis Colts. They are back to being a one-point favorite. They're getting healthy. It should be four straight wins if they didn't blow a 19-point lead with 16 minutes to go against Baltimore. So we have seen Indianapolis money this week, boys.
3: Don't look at the sloppy play of Carson Wentz and Indianapolis Colts in the rain in San Francisco, traveling that far, still get a W. Tennessee obviously came away taking care of business and dominating last week but I still give us a slight edge to Indy on this one. Mm. San Francisco
2: at Chicago, San Francisco favored by four. Niners open as a three and a half point favorite. Little bit of Niner money moved it up to
0: minus four. Not a lot going on here. Who do you want to get behind? Chicago looked brutal last week at Tampa Bay. They should play better at home. They're not going to have to deal with opposing crowd noise affecting the offensive line, which has been dreadful, but they're 30th in scoring and they're dead last in yards per play. Dead last. They have been tough to watch on offense. How much do you want to invest, though, when it comes to the Niners and laying big points on the road, considering the way they're playing football? They had two weeks to get ready for the Colts, and they looked miserable in that game. It's a stay away from me, boys.
3: I'm taking the Chicago Bears in this one, believe it or not, Woo-hoo. because Matt Nagy is not coaching, and therefore I believe Justin Fields will have the game of his life.
1: <laughs> That's a great angle. Okay, it's time now for House Money, delivered by FanDuel. Pat, the producer who makes the rules and then immediately breaks them on his own, is going to give us an update on where we stand. Pat?
2: All right, guys.
0: Uh, through week seven, last week, Key, you lost $9.01. Congratulations. Uh, Jay, you lost a whopping $24.51. Uh, Max lost $10.09. And Joe was the only one who won money with uh, $4.50. So, uh, Joe. Let's start with you. Who do you like this week for house money? Three plays this week. All of them are going to be the standard risk $5.50 to win $5. This one's going to be ugly, gentlemen, but I will take three and a half points with the Detroit Lions over my beloved Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles stink i'm not saying that as a jaded fan i'm saying it as a guy who watches the games they stink what did they do well they went to the raiders last week they had 10 days to get ready for that game they gave you nothing jalen hurts takes way too long to process information he takes way too long waiting for wide receivers to come open and as bad as detroit has looked this team shows up every week their issue isn't the fact that they're not motivated or they're not prepared they just lack talent but they show up Every week can give you a fight. I think they smell blood in the water after that Rams game last week. They're going to have an opportunity to get a win sooner rather than later. This is going to be the game. Give me the Lions plus three and a half over Philadelphia. Game number two, we talked about it a little earlier. I'll lay the one point with Indianapolis over Tennessee. I think we're in a really good buy low spot for the Colts right now. They're plus 360 to win the division. And if they win this game this week, they're going to pull tight with Tennessee, and that price is going to be long gone. Look at Indianapolis. Despite the record, they're plus 20 in scoring differential, all right, which means at this point in the season, they have outscored the opposition by a grand total of 20 points. Green Bay is six and one. They're plus 22 in scoring differential plus 22. The Colts are better than the record indicates. They're getting healthy at the right time. Lay one point with Indianapolis over Tennessee. And then game number three, This is an ugly one as well. Pittsburgh plus three and a half over Cleveland. Pittsburgh with two weeks to get ready. They're getting healthy, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Backing Roethlisberger in any situation is extremely dicey. It's very tough to watch him play at this stage of his career. But Cleveland, I think at some point is going to start announcing how many players are going to miss this game, and when they do, the line is going to move. And I want three and a hook in my pocket before this drops down to three. So I'm trying to get ahead of the move. I'm trying to extract value. Pittsburgh plus three and a half is the final play for this week.
3: Yeah, I, I'm going to take Arizona minus six and a half. I'm going to lay forty down on that one in the desert, the big toaster, as I like to call the stadium. I think <laughs> Kyler Murray and the rest of those guys come out blazing and they cover. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I want to mess with this Tennessee Indy game. I think That's I so will. That's tricky. That's almost a I'm gonna, pick. Em. I'm going to take. I'm going to take Indy. I'm going to take Indy and in this, and cover in the minus one and a half, and I'm going to lay another forty on them, and then. I'll go to the Pittsburgh-Cleveland. I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm hmm. And I'm going to, huh? Money line? Yeah, I'm going to take the money line. There you go. Wait, I'm a, but did Pat ever tell us where we all are in terms no, of... No. I got plenty see. of money, man. I got $9. How much I'm money lost. we got, Pat? Yeah, Pat I got we know how much money we all I got all 200 and something bucks. I got like yeah. $230. All right. So, Key's got
0: $231.58. Yeah. He's right. the leader of the clubhouse. Jay's got 220 uh,
2: Joe has one twenty three seventy, and uh and Max, you're still under the $100. Wait, you're at
3: ninety nine fifty one. Ninety nine fifty one down 49 cents from but where I'm, I started. But I'm taking Pittsburgh, and I'm going to drop 50 on that one.
1: All right? See, I'm Joe, sure. I'm at this interesting point, Joe. Uh, I want to be conservative, but Key always is so damn aggressive. You don't have to do what I do. <laughs> all right. I'll go $10 for the Bills to cover versus the Dolphins. They're uh, minus 13.5. I'll go... Chargers are minus five against the Pats. I'll go $15 on that, and that's all I'm doing this week. I should put 49 cents on something.
2: That's right. I got to 100. All right. I am going to put 10 – no. Yeah, 10 bucks on the Titans to win. I like the Titans to win that game. They're the underdogs. I want them to win. I will put 15 bucks on the Bengals to cover – Against the Jets.
3: This is supposed to be
1: exciting, man.
2: And I will put 10 bucks on the Lions to beat uh, the Eagles. So there you go.
1: Financial responsibility. A class That's right. I on like Max the Calvin. Bengals
2: to cover, and I like the Titans and Lions to win. That's it. All right. Y'all are so boring. I'm going to have to. Well, I'm starting to increase my bets a little bit. They were $5. Now they're 10 to 15
3: it's
1: not You'll be at $100 money, by week 13.
2: I, I think I may have been over 100 at one time, but now I'm 49 cents under. Yeah, when under. they first gave it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 49 cents under. Listen, slow but steady wins the race if the hair falls asleep.
0: Joe, real man. quick, anything
1: scaring you this weekend? Anything you're, you're telling me to stay away from? Don't mess with it?
0: There's two college games that jump out with the, some of the stinkiest point spreads you're going to find, to borrow a word from uh, my man Stanford Steve. One of them would be Auburn laying the points against Ole Miss, right? Ole Miss is ranked. They've been fantastic as of late. All Here's Auburn laying two and a half or three, depending on where you look. Auburn's had two weeks to get ready for this game, and this is the fifth straight game for Ole Miss. They had to go to Alabama, then they hosted Arkansas, then they were at Tennessee, then they hosted LSU. Now they're at Auburn. That could be a very tricky situation spot for the Rebels. Be careful there. Also be careful with Kentucky laying the point at Mississippi State. Kentucky has had two weeks to get ready for that game. Personally, I'm not playing Mississippi State in that matchup. I have a bet on Kentucky to win more than seven games this season, so I don't want to mess with that at this point in the year, but um, that those are two college games that have very, very stinky lines that you want to pay attention to. Mm. He
2: is Joe Fortenbaugh, the Daily Wager. He joins us via the Goodyear Hotline. You hear from him every week. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you jumping on as always.
1: Appreciate you, brother,
2: gentlemen. It's always a pleasure. Have a great weekend. Best of luck to everybody out there. Thank you can you also too, my hear man. Joe Fortenbaugh on a terrific new show called "This Just In" from two to three p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eastern, ESPN Radio. Uh, sorry, sorry, ESPN. We're on ESPN Radio now. Uh, Joe is no, he is ten and one now in his last eleven picks on that show. Ten and one
3: <laughs> on that show.
2: Joe Fortenbaugh. That's House Money. Get your first bet risk-free when you sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook using promo code KJM. Dude, I'm not functioning. (sighs) Thursday, it's Thursday. All right, we're almost there, guys. You heard Joe's thoughts on the Packers and Cardinals. We had Adam Schefter on earlier in the show talking about what the future may hold for Aaron Rodgers. Listen to what Adam said just a few minutes ago about that on our program. They're winning right now, Key, and they're amongst the best teams in football. And I would imagine that he's having the time of his life. When you're 6-1 and one going into a Thursday night game against Arizona, you know you've got a bye week in ahead. Yeah, that's very enjoyable. Uh, they've, they've won six straight games after losing in New Orleans. So, yes, when you are winning in the NFL, uh, most everybody's having the time of their life. Everybody in Arizona's having the time of their life. I still am not convinced that anything's different with a situation and it's tabled for this season it'll be addressed again after this off season or this season in the off season so again he he's enjoying it now mm-hmm. um, but we know that there are more decisions and discussions to be had after this season so key your reaction on hearing that um Adam is not convinced that the Rodgers issue has been resolved.
3: No, and I and I understand where Adams is co- Adams. where Adam, It's catching. Geez. It's contagious. Jeez. I know I gave him the gave um, him the, the the yips, yeah. I understand where Adam is coming from, no question about it. But I am convinced if he wins and goes to the Super Bowl, win or lose, that he stays. But I understand where Adam Shefty is coming from that he's not convinced based on all the back and forth Herky jerky, monkeying around that went on in the offseason. But you could hear it in his voice that he's happy and like Adam said, one key thing I want you to take away from this, uh Jay and, and Max is winning. When you win, hey. Everything's good. Oh, it's all great. Yeah. But if you lose, I need to
1: find something different.
3: If you winning, you happy, you're you know, you're happy, you're good.
1: Well, if you're winning, you also can come at things from a position of authority. Cause I know what I bring to the table. Look what I'm doing. Like we're winning. He's so always I, winning. I'm Rogers in the, I'm in wins. the driver's seat. To do whatever. I'm right. in the drive to do whatever I want. And depending upon how things go, like I, you know, we joke around like on first take sometimes with the word fluid, right, Key? Like mm-hmm. I, it's fluid. No, it just occurred to fluid. me about
2: your take, Key, and I don't have a take. You I think ahead. this is Second well, key. your your you want to call it view on yeah. the situation, my is POV, your Ooh, point like of view, that. yeah. Yes. Um. <laughs> You're, you might be right about even just getting to the Super Bowl, and I'll tell you why. I don't know if this was factoring into your calculation or not. You tell me. But I thought it was big for years. Well, if Aaron Rodgers had Bill Belichick, he'd have won all those Super Bowls. Year one of Tom Brady in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And Rodgers and Brady meet in the NFC championship game. Mm-hmm. And Brady, on a superior team, gets to the Super Bowl and wins it. I wonder... If you're right, where if Rodgers is like, especially if it's the Bucks. If he can't get past Tom Brady's oh, yeah. team in the playoffs, especially the
1: way the, the way they lost the NFC Championship last year when all that confusion, and the Bucks are just loaded, and the Packers are a good team, they're not as loaded as the Bucks.
2: I wonder if Rogers looks at it if he doesn't get past Brady, especially this year, and goes, "I need some more."
3: No, but more for, more at Brady or, or go somewhere else, run from Brady. The, well, uh, well, no, he needs to go at Brady with more oh, weapons. No, I don't think I don't think he looks at it that way. I think you're looking at it because, again, you are having fun, Max, and you're winning. It's hard to duplicate that with another team. Everybody keeps looking at Brady, and they they, wanna, they don't want to acknowledge the fact that Brady was not working with anything, and he was a free agent. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and Rodgers so, is working with stuff. No Rodgers is working with something, yeah. and he's not a free agent. He could, he renegotiated his contract to come to an agreement at the end of the year to sit down with management and say, hey, I want to take a look at going here, going here. But let here. me marry
2: this to another take you had or another point of view you had. Yes. And I good. mentioned this, speaking of take, on first take like a year ago, Uh-oh. about in terms of the best football destination for Rodgers, because Brady not only got the warm weather and everything, but he made the choice to go to what made the most football sense. too. Yeah. They were loaded. Mm-hmm.
3: And it's not a bad place to live. Cleveland, it? you,
2: you've mentioned Cleveland, and I've said, look, that's the best, I agree, best football place, but I don't think he's moving to Cleveland. And then you laid out a scenario where, hey, this is what I would tell him if I were running Cleveland. From a purely football standpoint, there's a team where I look and I go, yeah, I think he'd be, he'd be even better ready to win on that team than on the team he's there's a now. Couple
3: things I the I can. There's a couple things I can do to get him to Cleveland. As the general manager, I could bring Devontae Adams along with us as well because he is a free agent. So I could, I could figure out how to get him his money along with Aaron Rodgers and Baker Mayfield. Because Odell's could, probably not long for Cleveland. And Odell mm-hmm. might not be long exactly. for Cleveland. And I, it was all sorts of little wiggle room. For Cleveland, if they decide, I don't know why I'm getting these people in Cleveland. Yeah, why getting are you, right you doing I'll I tell know. you why, why. Why are you
1: going down this road hold right on, now? On. That's going to happen. We're all just no, I don't. fantasizing.
2: It's pure conjecture, but it's, it's, it's interesting, Key, because you said two things which you can put together. One, Rodgers has to get to the Super Bowl to want to, to stay. And then, yeah, well, let's look at a few layers of that. The Bucks stopped him last time. If they stop him again, is he going to think, that dude's on a more loaded team than me? Does that lead him to think, all right, I need to look football-wise where it makes the more sense? And check Cleveland out, who may not want to pay if Baker. He, if he
3: wants to leave and they may not want to retain Baker, Baker may not want to stay, all of those sort of things. You got OBJ in limbo right now. He's got a little bit of injury. He's going to want money due to him. If he comes back healthy and balls out, you got Landry who's going to have money due to him. Devontae Adams certainly is big money in in uh, Green Bay, but if Aaron Rodgers leaves, do, do I want to stay if I'm Devontae Adams and messing around with Jordan Love? Probably not. So you got all the little pieces that you can look to. I just think that the Green Bay Packers yeah. are a good enough football team with the right situation that they can wind up in a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I just think How that. They got to two I, I'm not taking yeah. Yeah. them, yeah. Yeah, not. I, I'm not taking them, but I know what this it thing happen. could happen. You,
1: get you, wind the right up, time.
3: you wind up and you get the second seed. And all of a sudden, Arizona finishes, and they get the first seed. And then the Dallas Cowboys play Arizona. They beat them, but then they got to go on the road to play, uh, you know, Green Bay. And then all of a sudden, they're in the freezing temperatures, and Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship, they win. Or all of a sudden, Tampa Bay loses to Arizona. Arizona beats them, then they go play Dallas, and then they play the Rams. And then, boom, and they NFC Championship game at home. They get the second seed. Now, all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. It's just all of the different things in week eight that you have to look at on the board. Bakhtiari, who he shouted out because he likes riding
2: in the car with him, he's telling jokes, It was not available in the NFC championship game,
3: just like Mahomes didn't have his tackles, right? Like Rodgers was down some pieces I would, too. Yeah, I would like to ride in the car with Jay if he ever dropped me off anywhere.
1: I, no, Jay, you know Jay's not giving anyone any rides. You guys are putting false narratives You've never given there. me a ride. You never asked for a That's ride, Max. That's not what I said. You've, I said you never <laughs> gave a <laughs> ride. <me. You're, gee, laughs>
4: yeah. Hey, right.
1: phrase me. Well, yeah, stop. But, yeah, you're right. Stop saying it like that. You Keyshawn J. Will
2: and Max, presented I, I, by Progressive right. Insurance. Hey, insurance. Never me, I'm never giving you a Coming ride. You're up. exactly right. You're One driver, person's to mission to end biases in sports hiring. We'll explain what we mean next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, Phrasing. the Jeez. app, and ESPN News. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast.
5: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: Keyshawn J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're on a slow vibe today. Yeah,
3: it's Thursday, man. Is that Yates, what happens with slow vibe Thursday? Yeah, it used to be Friday, but then Yates got promoted to do some other stuff on Fridays. So now gets Thursday, in on Thursday. Yeah, get in on Thursday. Because Friday was our out Come day. That yeah. was the weekend. Come it was refreshing and all those sort of things.
2: Yeah. M- Molly Karam has the best expression ever for Thursday. Friday Eve. Oh, it makes me feel so good. Friday Eve, uh, Keyshawn J. Willimax, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're joined now on the Goodyear hotline (laughs) by James Hasty, all-pro cornerback. Good morning, James.
4: Good morning. Good morning, fellas.
1: James, I've never heard Key say this. So before you coming on during the break, Key's like, he's pointing down at the paper towards your name, and he said, see, I, I don't want none of that. I don't I didn't want none of that. I've never heard him say that about any other guest we've ever had on this show. He'll usually say, oh, yeah, I, I picked him up and moved him over here. I ran through <laughs> that. Too.
3: No, you weren't going to be able to pick up James. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I was trying to do when I played against him was give him a check to leave me the hell alone. Go over there somewhere. do get away from me.
4: I want the skinny no, dude hey, in Dale hey, Carter. Don't listen to Key, man. Key was as competitive as any receiver that Yeah, played that you. might I'm be true. He came. Every down. You came every down. Yes, okay. that, that
3: might be true, but I'm not a damn fool either. See? <laughs> I wanted Mighty Mouse, cause Mighty Mouse was half the size of Jay. Okay. And that was Nate McMillan. Pro Bowl, ridiculous corner, but small. And then I wanted the skinny dude sure. and Dale Carter. I didn't want this dude. This dude out of wrote him a check <laughs> just to leave me alone. I'm what like What was the
2: hardest thing about him?
3: Because he was big, strong, and fast and could play football. That was what was wrong with him. He could play football and was big. Hell yeah. yeah. they yeah. like, man, come on, man, please. <laughs> yeah. And they had that back then, that Kansas City defense was – when you talk about – you know how we run around nowadays talking about, oh, that defense is really great. Yeah. I can't believe it. Washington's defense. No, 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 no. Derrick Thomas, Neil Smith, Donnie Edwards, James Hastie. No PIs. Mighty Mouse, Tongue in the secondary, mm. uh, uh, Dale Carter – Chester McLaughlin at the nose. Like, come on, man. That was ridiculous. (laughs) That wasn't even nothing to play with.
1: James, speaking of
4: ridiculous. Yeah, but see, Keith, this is the thing. This is how this whole thing came about. It was because our team was so heavy on the defensive side and we weren't able to move the ball on the offensive side of the ball that it it became very clear to me in the two seasons that we went 13-3, and we had a heck of a defense. But we couldn't move the ball as well as we could on the offensive side. And so our team was more driven towards the defense. And that's ultimately the reason why we never won a Super Bowl is because we didn't have the offensive support. And see, that's how you were able, in my mind, how you were able to get your Super Bowl is because you guys had a balanced attack down in Tampa, right? You had that defense. But when they brought, it was after they brought you in that helped this team move on into the, to the playoffs and then ultimately get a championship. Yeah, no, and I... The imbalance that we had in Kansas City is how the whole thing for me has really evolved to where we are today.
3: Yeah, y'all was playing Marty was Ball fun. back then. James, you know... You, yeah,
4: we were playing Marty
1: Ball. You talk about doing something significant, right? You've launched the first African-American-owned search firm to end biases in sports hiring. Tell me what ultimately led you to do this.
4: Well, Jay Well, there's not a lot of people that look like me in the search firm world, and you, you simply have to have proper representation, and you need to have a background in sports to really understand when you go out to identify a candidate that you think is able to re- represent 53 men on and off the field, That's a special skill set. You're just not going to find that in your, your everyday executive search firm because they specialize in so many other industries. And in sports, as you guys know this, there's a different mindset in sports than in terms of what's happening in corporate America. And we already know that exists in the national football. There's a different mindset that exists away from corporate America. And so with that being said, you need better representation. And through the research that we've conducted, that we started realizing, like, okay, yeah, man, it's one thing to have a quantitative tool, something out there that can identify a candidate quickly, which we can't, not, and not two, three months prior to, but we can know in advance of a year or two years who those people are, right? But then you need a human element, a way to identify people based on certain qualities that you're looking for. And what the problem that exists today is you go, you have a short list of candidates. Then you bring that short list of candidates to the owners, and then the owners or the administrators can decide that they like that those people in that within that group. Well, who's picking those people and what is the methodology that they're using when they identify those people? And that's where the implicit bias creeps in. Right? That's where the implicit bias creeps in. And then you ultimately have an owner or administrator that says, Yeah, no, this person they didn't understand our culture, or they didn't know the salary cap or um, they want prepared for the energy. Well, now you're giving them an out. With, with our methodology, we're saying let's go ask the owners and the administrators what it is they want. And then based on the tools that we have available, we can then take that verbiage, that ver- those variables that they've now told us, is it leadership, is it strategy, is it ability to, meet the, to communicate with the press, these types of things, We can now place a score on those variables that they deem to be important, and then we can go and try to align that similar score with a candidate that has similar ideology and thinks along the same lines as that owner. Now, when you bring those people to those owners and you say, hey, these are the two or three people that we have quantitatively verified as a viable candidate and have verified based on the things that you said to us that you want, Now you have a better opportunity to find a match. But you cannot tell a billionaire owner who they have to hire. You have to take their words, find out what they're looking for, and then go find those candidates.
2: I I love that Mm -hmm. so much because it also forces them to confront, at the end of the day, on some level, their own implicit biases because they have to ask themselves, okay, this is everything wrapped up the way I want it, but do you like the rapping itself, right? Like that's what it comes down to. I love it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And so what we're now able to do is we're able to say, hey, we can not only help you identify that head coaching candidate, but we can also help you assemble that staff. Now, mind you, we know about nepotism in the the NFL and all sports. There's guys that are helping out their buddies, sons, there's family members that are getting employed. Well, okay, that's fine. But what happens if you've got an offensive line coach that's a, a, a buddy of your son that you want to hire, and you know that there's a more than qualified guy out there that has a track record that's out of this world? Are you still going to bypass that? Or, and should that information be entitled to be passed along to the owner or the administrator to say, hey, I'm not so sure if I want to have hiring your, your son, your buddy's son. Because there's another guy over here that we've just been notified about that's an outstanding offensive line coach. Let's take a look at that guy. Let's give these head coaches some options to say, well, I'm not going to hire this guy because there's a far better guy over here that has a far better rating, has developed far better players, and it makes more sense for us to hire this guy because he actually blocks a scheme that fits our offense. And so now you're giving the owner some options, And you're giving the head coach some options. And now we can try to get away from this methodism that, is, is forever existing in, in sports today.
2: James, thank you so much. We are, we're running, we've are running; we run out of time, but that was great stuff. Okay. I love the way you're thinking and the way you're approaching this, and this is someone who's actually finding
1: answers right here.
3: And we got to get you back on, so we're going to get you back on real quick here. Keep
1: okay. yeah. preaching, James. Seriously, right. man, what you're doing is all monumental. We need it.
2: That's James Hasty, ladies and gentlemen, former NFL two-time Pro Bowler, once an all pro. Yeah, and real strap artist on me. <laughs> launched the first up. african-american-owned search firm to end bias in sports hiring coming up next we'll here. give you our final thoughts on tonight's thursday Stop night football game the Keyshawn j will and max podcast
0: we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
5: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride-or-die alive Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
2: Quick pick before we get to something that Coach Prime said. Key, so Jay, who wins the football game tonight?
1: I got Arizona winning. At home, healthier. They're going to cover,
2: yeah. What you think, Key? Who wins the game <laughs> I got
3: Arizona, man. And the big toaster. I'm taking the Cardinals. And that way the Red Sea can get off of me. Mm. I'm going to jump on the – they got room on the back of the wagon. No, they don't. So I'm going to jump
1: on No, Nope. It. They ain't going to let you on. No, they're going to push me now. They're going to push you off. Cardinals are correctly favored <laughs> in this game.
2: I'm going to take the Packers just because. Because I think, like, Ooh. they're not going to go undefeated. They're going to have two, three losses in this season. It's a lot. Listen, on a 17-game schedule, if you wind up going 14-3 and – but I you know, like yeah, this is some something like I that, even if it's fifteen and it. hey, two. I don't I, think this one's it though. May, maybe not, but I like, you know, Rogers with something to prove, you know. Yeah. It's not like a bad that. it's not a bad pick mm-hmm. to lose your money. It's fine. Deion Sanders posted this to his Instagram the mm-hmm. other day. Listen Prime. to some serious talk from Coach Prime. And Ke will
3: break it down when we're done. We practice the practice right now. That's what's wrong with most of our athletes to date, we don't practice to be great. We don't practice to be dominant. We practice to practice. What do you mean by that prime? I'm glad you asked. We practice counting the number of periods. We practice understanding how much time we got left. We practice just to get through practice. We couldn't deals and practice. You go salt, I go salt. We don't practice to be dominant. When I ask you, what was your purpose of practice? You ain't got no answer for me. I'm going to ask you, what is your purpose of practice? I don't care if you practice at work. I don't care if you practice with your relationship. I don't care if you practice in any endeavor you choose to do. What is your purpose for practice? I practiced to be the best ever. So every time I walked on that field, I had a purpose for
1: my practice. True. No days off, man. God damn, that gets me going.
3: Hey, I'm ready, though. I'm ready right and, now. And you don't want that if you Florida State yeah. as your head coach? Like, I'm, like Prime has me ready to go strap on my cleats and run through a wall because it's true. You know, you, you got to practice a certain way to be great. And even in the business that we're in, if you ain't studying and you ain't showing up and doing what you're supposed to do, you will not get the benefit of the doubt. I think what he's talking about you know? is really being present.
2: Like, you, we, we, everyone knows the difference between going through you the know? motions, you're just trying to get through something. Because yeah. practice is hard. But, Versus knowing, keeping in mind why you're doing what you're doing. What, you know, what this, is the intention?
3: But this. I take it the same thing in what I do every single day for work, and radio and television, right. or television and radio, or whatever the case is. The research is the hard part. Getting up here and delivering it, that's the easy part for me. Mm-hmm. This is the fun. I'm to come up here and have a blast early in the morning and doing all of, the hard part is waking your ass up and figuring out how to drive in. Say it and again. And then get a nap and then go back and do it all over again. That's the hard part. Getting on TV and looking great and smiling and having a nice haircut and shining and face glowing. That's easy. And, it's easy. And
2: Jay, and, Jay, but there's also, like, people can apply this to their own lives, what Key just said, or if you've ever been to the gym even, something like you could be lifting the same weights or doing the same thing on the treadmill or whatever you're doing versus doing it with intention, doing it where you know where you're looking for the benefit, why you're doing it, makes an absolute difference in my experience.
1: Well, strength doesn't come from physical capacity. It comes from indomitable will, and some people have it. And you can see when you attack at certain things – like, I play with a lot of players like this that would be in practice, that would just be kicking it. Then there are other players that want to practice to dominate you, to let you know that each oh, yeah. and every day, All day, this is my mindset. In each and every day, I know what your mindset is, and my mindset is above yours.
3: The hard part that's is, you, you mentioned the gym. The hard part ain't getting in there and lifting the weights. The hard part is getting your ass up yeah. and going that's, to that's the That's a gym. whole other thing. Yes. That's, right, yes. that's what yes. it is. It's like – uh, do I want to go there, or do I need? But to But no. But there are two
2: levels. One, they're showing up. That's yeah. half. That's half the job. But you right got to show up. No doubt. But what Prime is talking about to me <laughs> is now you are practicing. Are you trying to just get through it? It's the same thing because with getting through your day. Are you trying to get putting your kids to bed? Are you trying to just get through that all the time, or are you staying present, like people say, being in the moment and doing things with intention, doing things, doing things for a reason. That's what he's talking about, right?
1: We, we gotta find us. We gotta find a way to start doing these kind of motivational things more on 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 the back end of our show. Because it's that, not, yeah, it has me ready to attack my weekend. It's not just well, the way he says it; it it's it, the content.
3: Yeah, he giving it to you different though, and when you listening to him, that sends a whole nother perspective on just everything as athletes, because that's just. Who prime is. That's why he's that's at, why he's a Hall of Famer and he was great at doing what he did. At
2: Dion Sanders on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Man, you don't get to be Deion wake up. You don't get to be Deion college. Sanders just because you're fast. At Dion Sanders on Instagram. Greeny's next. Jay will be on first take in man, five man. minutes. We'll, we'll see, see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the
0: guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.